This Choircast podcast episode is brought to you by me. Hi, I'm Tim, the creator and facilitator of the New Evangelicals and host of the New Evangelicals podcast. Original, I know. We are a Jesus-centered and inclusive community that holds space for the folks marginalized by the evangelical church, advocates for accountability in the church, and we help people like you leave that cold, dark, and damp basement of evangelical fundamentalism behind to explore the rooms of the Christian tradition together. You can check out our podcast to hear from all kinds of amazing guests who are way smarter than me, and even a few episodes where I get to rant to our podcast producer about how dangerous Christian nationalism is. Ah, good times. Check us out anywhere you get your podcasts or slide into our DMs on Instagram at The New Evangelicals. Thanks. Welcome to Apostates Anonymous, the show you turn to when you're no longer an evangelical. With your hosts, hosts, authors, Keith Giles, Matthew J. Distefano. Hello and welcome back to uh, yet another episode of Apostates Anonymous. I am one of your hosts, Matthew J. Distefano, the author of The Wisdom of Hobbits, the award-winning Wisdom of Hobbits, I should say, and a bunch mm-hmm. of other books. I'm joined here with, as always, Keith Giles. Say hi to the lovely listeners. Hello, everyone. Thank you again for tuning in to Apostates Anonymous, your fa- your second favorite podcast. Anonymous. Anonymous. Yeah, good to be here. And yeah, whatever. I don't introduce myself. If you're if you're listening, if you're, I think come on, made the confidence. No, I mean neither one of us. I don't think either one of us have to introduce ourselves. Like they know. Oh, who hosts this stupid show, Matt and Keith again? Yeah, Yeah. it's our our faces are right there on the on the logo. Yeah, I like those. I like that logo. Mm -hmm. Was it? Wasn't it your buddy who did that? Yeah, my friend Lito. Um, I've known him since junior high. He was the best man at my wedding. He was the best man at his wedding. Yeah, he's a great artist. His dad. Was the original? Well, not the original, but his dad was the artist for Archie Comics in the fifties. Hmm. So he, he uh, a little before my time. Yeah, but uh, you know, his dad was a was a comic book artist, and then my, my friend Lito is also a really good artist. I think he's even better. Yeah. But uh, that's not what he him. does for a living. He just does it on the side. But he's really he good. Could. Yeah, he, he made really great could. caricatures of ourselves and no, Heritage Capiar. Yeah. And see, those are caricatures. Those are very cartoony. But like, if you see mm-hmm. his other stuff, it's like super realistic, very cool pencils. And uh, he's great. Yeah, he's a really, really good artist. Cool. Well, shout out to him. Anything new going on in the world? Any news and announcements, news and notes? What are some news and notes and announcements? Well, my son, David, has a book coming out um, very soon, September 19th. It's Something called like There Once There Once Were Orange Groves. It's a sort of an auto fiction meta novel. Um, it's really great. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to describe it, <clears throat> but I'll just say it's, it's really, really good. And I'm not just saying that because he's my son or that, or because my company is, uh, our publishing company is publishing it. Nepotism. Those things, those things are true, but it's also still a very good book. And I, and I made sure I actually sent it to other people, uh, other than myself and my wife and asked them to read it. I sent, I sent it to other people, my wife, his brother, my grand, <laughs> yeah, his, his grandmother. Um, yeah, they all loved it. So it was great. Yeah, they Go said it me. was beautiful. No, no, I said total people that I did not know. They didn't know him. And, uh, no, it's really good. 
So that's cool. Um, I'm hoping, I don't know when, but this is in the future sometime. Um, um, working on finishing up my, a book based on Second Cup with Keith, my podcast. And uh, also finishing up edits right now on the Gospel of Thomas, Volume 1, which is my commentary. Uh, that's not the Tomash. title. But the title is something like The Quantum Sayings of Jesus. Um, I think I think actually that might be um, one of your more popular books. Maybe. Yeah, I think it will be. I think it'll be good. I think it will be. I mean, I yeah. Do well. So far, the interest in the what I've done, like the inner circle thing that I do every week, and people have been keeping up with that and subscribing to that, and um, so yeah, I think I think that's going to do really well. Cool. Yeah, and we have a Pathos project oh, in it's September. Good. It's so good. it is good. I'm I, the interior is done. We're waiting on the cover, and the launch date for the book is September twenty sixth. Yep. So, um, September 26th is, is that Ralph's birthday? Mine's uh, September 29th. Well, happy birthday. Well, thank you. That's cool. Yeah. So that book is amazing. We don't have a forward yet. I, I'm the fallback. I think I'm going to write the forward if no one else does. Um, well, we have, yeah, there's going to be a first edition that has a forward by Keith. Then there's hopefully going to be a second edition. No, no offense, Keith. There's going to be a second edition <laughs> with, a, with someone with a that, yeah, freaking that amazing going, that we're going uh, for. We don't know if it'll happen, but we'll see. We are really hoping. We are hoping, yeah. So then you'll get you'll get the bump, uh, and then we'll take it from there. That's right. Yeah. So let's go into this show. We have a good one for you. It's sponsored by the color pink because we're talking about Barbie. But uh, before we do that, we have. Um, an advertisement that fits perfectly, I guess, with our... A little bit. Maybe. Maybe. It doesn't matter. We're doing it anyway. Right. From the makers of Testaments, the first Christian breathments, comes Risen, the first Christian pill for men who suffer from erectile dysfunction. My wiener wouldn't even wiggle for my smoking hot wife until I started using Risen. And now I rise up and call her blessed every morning and not. Before using Risen, my little soldier refused to stand at attention. Now I'm more erect than a Jewish carpenter's drywall. Risen helps my Johnson stay as hard and as rigid as my reformed theology. It never wavers an inch. If you want genitals like a donkey and admissions like a horse, visit www.strongtowerpenispills.com today for your free sample of Risen. Order now and we'll send you a sample of Solomon's Choice, our new Christian lube oil at no extra charge. <laughs> get risen or get left behind. Oh. So wow. it's, an oil, it's an oil-based lubricant. I think it's, an, it's probably yeah. sourced from the uh, Mount of Olives. Oh, olive no, it's an, okay, yeah. So it's not a uh, water-based lubricant. So no, use, use accordingly. Use, use <laughs> <laughs> Solomon's Choice, I think... That's my favorite. I love that Solomon's choice. Wow, because you know when we're, Solomon we're, had to be have he had to have buckets of this stuff. I mean, he had dude, you had hundreds. he had he had seven hundred wives and three hundred concubines, or do I have that reversed? Uh, it doesn't matter. It's the same, the same he amount had, of activity. Dude, yeah, he he got buckets of lube. No, they didn't, did they even have lube back then? I, I we need to get like an expert on this there show. You go. Like, when, yes. when was lube invented? Because. <laughs> I think about some of the things people <laughs> were doing back in the day. Maybe they're just using olive oil. This is my—I'm showing my ignorance. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, well, I wouldn't expect you to be a scholar on uh, 
Biblical lube oil. <laughs> Biblical lube. <laughs> you got the beard oil, you got the lube oil, whatever you want. Yeah. Talk about love nuts. That's uh, poor Solomon, man. That's, that's a good story. A story for another time. Yes. Today uh, we're going to talk about Barbie. Yes. Can the I, movie. Can, the movie. Not, the, not Barbie in general. Right. The Mattel toy. Um, there's so many things to talk about. Of course, we have to talk about the reaction from the right. Talk about the movie itself. Yeah. Talk about like the meta of the whole thing. Can can we start by saying? Can I be a little bit of a hater and say I didn't love the movie as much as every all of my oh, progressive man. friends did? I loved it. Yeah, and I and I hate saying that because it's almost one of those things where it's like the the conversation becomes like the bigger conversation, which I'm all for. But as far as the movie itself. Like it just, it was okay. It wasn't really for me, mm-hmm. um, though. I, I appreciated the message, and I and I, f- I feel like it was very, um, I don't know. At the same, it was like very in your face, but also tongue in cheek and kind of poking fun at it itself at times, which I appreciated. Oh yeah. But maybe maybe it was just like the overall art style, and there were some character development issues that I had. Like for one, for instance. Like the um, spoiler alerts, you you probably should pause this episode. <laughs> if you haven't seen I, it. I have to say that if you haven't seen it, pause the episode, go see it and come back and listen. If you have seen it, like I don't. Okay. So the teenage daughter and the mother. Yeah. Right. They, they obviously had some sort of strained relationship. It seemed at the yeah, start. Yeah, I think so. And then all of a sudden it's just like. They're good. They're good, and and it didn't seem realistic. It's like they were good because all of a sudden the mom is fighting for feminism, and that made them good. And I was like, no, that's not real in any that, sort of situation ever. Yeah, that like, made the daughter could, decide. You know, decide, mom, you're oh, cool. Mom's cool. Yeah, I was like, yeah. okay. Um, so I got distracted by some of that kind of stuff. So I, yeah. I felt like the message obviously was there, and I think succeeded in what it was trying to do, but. I just got distracted by those little tiny things where I was like, no, I want to know why. Because kid, I mean, I have a, about to be teenage daughter. They change, but they don't just all of a sudden like have a strained relationship with you for no reason. They're sassy right. and they're <clears throat> different than when they played their Barbie dolls. Right. But it's not like all of a sudden they hate you for no reason. And then all of a you know, it's like, well, but then, the, yeah, but then you're good. Once mom steps out for women, then all of a sudden, like we're best friends again. It's like, yeah. I kept thinking about that while I was probably missing like jokes and punchlines and things. I was like, man, this character development sucks. I'm sorry. I, I don't, I'm not trying to be a hater. I yeah, just want yeah. to get that out of the way before we gush on the movie. Right. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> see, I'm, you, you are, you know, you're a dad to a daughter. I have two sons. So, you know, uh-huh. I didn't, that kind of thing didn't really, I, I didn't pick up on the, uh, that at all. Or I guess I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't let it bother me. It was just kind of like, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. The whole movie is a little, silly and um but i want to say um i laughed a lot and it's been a long time since i went to a movie theater and watched a a movie that i laughed that much um genuine laughter and and i'll be honest too i mean there's a couple of places where i cried where i thought it did a wonderful job um of i thought of balancing the comedy with a little more of the serious kind of satire, you know, the mm-hmm. story of it, what it's yeah. trying to tell. And this is, I think, why. Well, let's talk about the movie a little bit, and then we'll get into like the deeper meaning stuff of it. Sure. sure. Um, my my critique, the thing I didn't like about the movie that I, if I could just like 
if I can yeah, critique something. Um, I didn't think Will Ferrell was that great in that role. I, I was I was a little disappointed in yeah in his role. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, it felt like he wasn't recycling jokes a little bit. Um, sure. The only thing he said that made me laugh was when he was trying to defend himself um, from Barbie. And he said something like, a lot of my friends are Jews or something. And <laughs> I thought that was funny because it came out of nowhere. But other than that line, um, it just sounded, it was just like he was being you know, all the other characters he's ever been in other movies. Uh, wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like a, anything like a new. corporate, like a not over the top Mugatu or something. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> like, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. So I thought, you know, another, even an unknown or lesser known actor could have played that role and it would have been fine. I didn't think, unfortunately, again, I'm not hating. I, I like Will Ferrell in general. I like a lot of his yeah. movies. I like about half of his movies. Um, so, you know, I'm not I'm like a huge fan, but I'm also not a hater. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that was my main critique, I think. Um, but I think the things I loved about it, I thought Ryan Gosling was fantastic. I thought Michael Sarah was great. I laughed mm -hmm. a lot with his little his little character. Um, yeah. what was his name? My, I mean, again, again, like Alan, Michael Sarah totally like typecasted, obviously, <laughs> right? He's basically playing himself. He's but, playing himself in every movie. Yes, <laughs> not that, was, I'm not throwing shade. I like the guy. Well, like Owen well, Wilson. Owen Wilson is every is the same yeah, in every movie. Yeah. 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 But no, it him. was I mean, okay, so that's the critique out of the way. I, I thought that what I don't understand is, I mean, maybe we just live in this world where we're thinking about these bigger issues in society more so than the average person. I don't know. Yeah, but right. I felt like it was really tame and like I had heard everything before. Yes. Not a critique on the movie, but it's like all of a sudden now people, like I, I read a story on Huffington Post where women are breaking up with their boyfriends because of the movie. Huh. Because they're realizing how shitty their boyfriends are. And I'm like, it took this movie to make you think that? Like, this, yeah. this to me didn't like, I mean, it had the right message, mm -hmm. I thought. But it's not like a new message, which I thought was really odd that, because it, it almost seemed a little tamer. Because I, I heard the conservative outrage first. Oh, yes. The Ben Shapiro 43-minute rants because you're an obvious alpha male. Uh -huh. Um so then I expected when I see like a 43 minute, geez, that's a, that's quite a rant. This movie better fucking like be very much pushing the envelope. I thought it was pretty tame compared to the outrage, which should not really surprise me. They get outraged about the dumbest shit. Yeah. <clears throat> well, maybe, I don't know. I mean, first I want to say if that's true, if a lot of, if a lot of women watched this movie and after the movie made decisions to dump their, um, you know, shitty alpha males, <laughs> shitty <laughs> yeah. boyfriends, or to quit yeah. jobs where they were being exploited or things Go like that. I'd it. say, great, good great. for you. That's great. And um, I, I know, so I almost think like, you know, you maybe you're right. There are, maybe there are other movies that say similar things, but like, can you think of a, like an example of a movie that says something similar? I mean, I, maybe it's not movies. I'm not a movie guy. I think of okay. music. I think of hip hop. I think of yeah. female artists. You know what I mean? Like, I've heard all these messages before, but maybe it's because paying maybe attention. Because maybe because you're too woke. I'm a too woke and I've already heard it. So maybe it's something where, you know, this movie, because it's Barbie, because it is primarily the audience is women. Um, maybe there are, maybe that audience is just shows up and they're primed. And maybe yeah, it's maybe. also that they're, maybe they're a little bit taken aback. Like they're expecting to just see a silly comedy about, yeah. you know, pink and dolls and ha ha. 
Um, but then they suddenly their guard is down and then they're getting hit like, oh my gosh, this is like really speaking which, some hard truth, which I'm maybe which I've always known it. My, me and my yeah. girlfriends have talked about this though, like over coffee and complained about it. But here it is on the big screen in a room full of people. Everybody's mm-hmm. laughing. Everybody's nodding their head. Everybody's going, yeah, that's right. And I don't know, there's something about the, you know, maybe that's what it is, a combination of those things, but. Maybe. Um, hey, obviously, obviously the producers know their target audience and they hit people w- yeah. when their guards were down and that's good. Maybe. Yeah. So, but, but for me, that's why it didn't maybe resonate as much for me because it was just like, yeah, this doesn't seem like anything new, but it may be yeah. new to obviously millions of people, which great. Yeah. Like you found a format that gets a message out to millions of people, yeah. which fantastic. Um, yeah. And honestly, the, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, but I, again, like, I don't know how it's just, see, to me, it's more about a movie about Ken also, and it's more about a movie. It was almost like there was also men's empowerment in that too, because it's kind of like systemic racism. Like it harms white people too. It strips white people of their own identity in the same way. Ken didn't have an identity. He, He was like there to just like get noticed by Barbie. Right. But and, and so how many men are just trying to get noticed by women trying to all this stuff and that strips you of your identity even though if you're in power men in general are in power you don't have an identity when you're in power either. Right. So in yeah. either world Ken didn't have an identity. So it was almost like I saw that as too like in okay in in the Barbie world that's not a great setup either for No. no. for people. No, and so this is this is where let's I think we should get into like maybe the the meta part of it, the message of the yeah. film, which is what I think is the genius of the film, what I which is what my favorite part of it. Um before I say that, I want to say <clears throat> I think w- one of the reasons why this movie works so well is that uh Greta Gerwig directed it. I think she wrote or co-wrote the script. Um and and honestly, that was my reason to want to see it. If if this movie was just Barbie, right, and there was no and Greta Gerwig or someone like her wasn't attached, I would not see this movie. I would have no interest in this movie at all. So tell us, I, for our listeners who don't know who she, I mean, for me who I don't know who she is. Okay, so Greta Gerwig, she's an actress. You've probably seen her in several movies, but she's, um, um, I think it was Frances Ha was one of her first indie films. But then she's also directed like Lady Bird, which is a great film that came out like two or three years ago. Um, she also directed Little Women. There was an updated version of Little Women that was also really great. Um, so she's just a great actress and she's a great filmmaker. She's a great director. Mm-hmm. And I knew going into it, when I saw Greta Gerwig is directing Barbie, I that's when I knew, oh, this is going to be something else. It's not mm-hmm. going to be a fluffy, silly comedy. It's going to have some meat to it. It's going to have a message to it and it's going to be phenomenal. So that's why I was excited about it. And so... Like what you just said about Ken, right? Um, this is what I think people miss. Because we talked about this before about, you know, you were you were writing some satire posts on Patheos for a while and people were getting all pissed off because they they take it straight. They can't they can't understand satire. People mm-hmm. don't understand when you're like, this stands for this. This is this is this thing in front of you, you see with your eyes and you hear with your ears. Um, you can't take it at face value. You have to look deeper than that. It stands for something. It's pointing to something. It's mocking something. It's illustrating Mm -hmm. something, right? Beyond it, you have to stop and think about it. And the average person in America today seems to be immune to satire and to that kind of, uh, those kind of subtle ways of messaging something, right? Um, And so I think this is what people have missed. People like Shapiro and others 
now I, I think even if you told them, <laughs> but I think if you just flat out explained to them what it was, they still wouldn't like it. They'd still be pissed off. Well, um, I mean, like, come on, like Shapiro's smart enough to know that this is satirical, right? I think. Way. Well, maybe, right. but it, but I didn't see his rant. But I don't think he addresses this in his rant. But I, maybe he does. I don't know. But like the thing you said about Ken, you know, and I do think like a lot of what's happening in the film is is about Ken and because of Ken. It's Ken's reaction when they go to the real world. They leave the you know, again. Spoiler alert: when they when they have to Barbie and Ken leave Barbie world, um, and they go to the real world to our world, and Ken notices. Well, Ken and Barbie both notice how radically different it is. It's upside down from their world because in because in Barbie world. It's a, it's girls, right? It's Barbies. It's all about women. Women have, women are the doctors, women are the lawyers, the presidents, women, women are the scientists, women are women, women are winning all the nominal prizes. But Ken does beach. And men are just there to look good, look pretty and be at the beach and they're in their swim trunks. And see, here's the part where you should notice, hey, wait a minute. That's the, that's the flip. That's the reverse of our world, right? Mm -hmm. Men have all the power. Men, you know, we've had all these male presidents. We've, you know, men have dominated in all these other fields professionally mm -hmm. for forever. Only recently have women started to make inroads, right? The glass ceiling, all that, right? So imagine a world, if that's what it's trying to say is like, imagine a world that was the exact opposite of the world we currently live in. And imagine that it was men who stood around looking pretty who weren't trusted to be smart enough to be presidents or to run the country or to be lawyers mm -hmm. or doctors. And women were the only ones like, now what would that world be like? And the, and the fact that it's pissing off men is correct. That's right. Yes, men, you wouldn't like it if, if the roles were reversed. You don't want to be the one who just stands around on, on a woman's arm while she gets all the success, while she runs the world. All right. And so the fact that you're angry, means that the movie is doing its job. It's showing you mm -hmm. the inequity of the current system we have now. You know, it is, it's like, think about like the racism thing, right? Like there's that wonderful quote um, where this lady stands up in a room full of white people and she says, stand up if you would be willing to be treated the way black people are treated in society today and no one stands up. And she goes, well, what that tells me is you know that black people are treated differently than you are, but you don't care. Right. You're, you're, you're willing. That's okay with you. You're willing to let that stand. And that to me is what the Barbie movie it's doing. It's, it's, it's showing you on the screen, a world where it, it's flipped. And the fact that you're upset about it says, aha, it's that's okay when it's happening for you, when you have the power, but it's not okay if you didn't have the power. That's what's so funny about like the reaction of the right. It's like, <sighs> Don't you realize that your reaction only <laughs> yeah. proves the point it. of the film, right? Thank you. Yes. Like, Thank you for like let me guess. Point. Let me guess. Some men are going to be really, really mad about this movie. Yes. And then when it happens, you're like, yeah, that was the most. And and I and let me guess. It's those guys. It's those yes. guys who are going to be really, really mad. Yes. Instead of, and this is what's so funny about about men is that we say women can't lead because they're emotional. Look at how quickly there were reactions to the movie. There was, honestly, Ben Shapiro, his video made me remember that the movie's coming out. <laughs> like I had, I, I, I don't, you know, I, again, I'm not like, oh, a, yeah. I'm not, I'm only waiting for certain films once in a while where I know the release date. And I was like, oh yeah, that that's out. And there's already a 43 minute rant where he, he goes all Sid from Toy Story on these 
Barbie dolls and lights them on fire. Yeah. And you're going to tell me men are the calculated, data-driven, calm, non-emotional gender or sex? Men are? Really? Because you already got reactions very all up in your feels, Mm -hmm. all up in your reactions, very emotional, triggered, angry thing at this movie instead of saying... Huh, let me th- let me at least think about it for a while before I have to yeah. vomit all over YouTube. So Yeah, yeah, again, exactly. You're like, just you're 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 proving all the points that they're making, yo. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. And and that's happened to me before too. I'm sure it's happened to you before too. Like when I I I've, I've written posts um like that and and it triggers people and it triggers them in exactly the way that my article is saying is that intended. those people react, right? How do they yeah. react when you uh, dare to threaten that God is a God of love and not a God of hate. And then watch that. That's how they will respond. Exactly. the way All of my like. satire, every response that was negative was I could have predicted. And, and if I could have bet, I would have won money on it. Every yes. reaction. Yes. And we could have predicted every reaction. Let me guess how Matt Walsh feels about this movie or Ben Shapiro or any of these right wing blowhards. Um, one thing I want <clears throat> to, this movie did make me think of is you always get these, um, you always get these reactions where, well, I mean, it's like the whole, how can America be racist? We have Barack as president. Sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me clear my throat. <clears throat> I call it the Eminem effect. So Eminem, <laughs> like for, to be a white rapper is very difficult to break into, right? Yeah. Like you're going to be, oh, Millie Vanilli, Vanilla Ice, blah, 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 blah. Right. Yeah. I, we're Millie and Vanilli white. No, they're black. Vanilla okay. ice. Was. Vanilla ice. I get them yeah. mixed up because both of them are. Well, I remember last time I got vanilla ice and Eminem mixed up. So that's that's uncalled for. I know because at least both Millie Vanilli and Vanilla Ice are terrible. Um, no shade. No shade meant. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Like it's hard yeah. to be a white rapper. Um, sure. But if you could break through onto the other side, this is no disrespect towards Eminem because I put him in the top five. Oh yeah, I think he's great. Skill. I'm not a huge rap fan, but I think. He's but great. Yeah. if you get past the difficulty you can actually become more popular yeah because now you're a unicorn yeah so the same thing with the same thing with any sort of um um any sort of thing like that we can't point to the black man who becomes president yeah and say well beca- look and cha- say well we look. changed yeah because you can almost on the other side of the difficulty and breaking in you can almost become more popular but then you don't you cannot become like an argument then for the system that tried to keep you from that. Right. Do you know what I mean? You have to look at statistics. You have to look at, over, you have to look at like the wage gap or you have to look at, uh, you can't just look at these anomalies of, Oh, well we have women on the Supreme court justice or on the, on the Supreme court. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but we got to look at the whole thing. We got to look, look at how broader, long it took for that to happen. Picture. Yes. Exactly. Because facts don't care about your feelings. We have to look at the facts. Like this is the <laughs> yeah. facts that don't care about your feelings crowd. But yeah. they want to point to like, oh, well, no, the women's doing this and a woman's doing that and a woman's vice president. And it's like, okay, those are anecdotes. Yeah, those right? are exceptions to the rule. And they stand, you know the their rule. names and they stand out because they are so rare. Yeah. You can't look at Eminem and be like, oh, it's just, it's easy. See, Eminem made it to the top as a white rapper. So anyone can. It's like, no, I mean, no, no. No, and I, and I don't think white rappers should. Most ra- white rappers aren't good enough. They're horrible, and yeah, they should stay. But, <laughs> but it's also like you can't you can't just look at it and say, well, it's just like uh, you know, an even playing field on all these things. Just because one, just because one 
person from that culture that's minority in that culture breaks through it. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're exactly right. I remember um, a few months ago I was on this uh, um, TV show in Africa. I, I think it was Rwanda. I want to say, but if I'm, I might be wrong. I'm sorry. I can't remember now. I think it was Rwanda. It was a Rwandan TV show. And um, I was talking about um, biblical marriage and how, um, you know, in the Bible, it was a patriarchal society and, you know, men had all the power and blah, blah, blah. So this local pastor responded to me and he was like, you know, Keith is lying to you. He's misleading you because in the Bible there's Deborah and she was a judge. And, and, and like he, so he, he points out these exceptions and that was my reaction to him. I said, dude, just because you can point to one exception and say, well, look over here, there's a woman or over here, you know, Mary gets to say something in the new Testament or like, yeah, those are exceptions. I get, I use that same example you just said. I said, that what you're saying, you're pointing out the exceptions and saying, therefore, there was no patriarchal society. Like, that's like saying, because Obama was president, America doesn't have a problem with racism. Like, right. of course, yeah. that doesn't prove anything. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's the fact that it's rare proves it actually helps my point. Why aren't there more women yeah. judges? Why aren't there more women prophets? Why aren't there more women yeah celebrated right uh it's because it was a patriarchal society so yeah and it 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 becomes sad when you when you look at like um like let's take let's take uh, like black conservative content creators right like candace yeah. owens yeah like it becomes ex- especially insidious yes when um or, or we could talk about Herschel Walker, which was even, yeah. Oh, even, yeah. There you go. That oh was gosh. a that was a really profound one where the right all of a sudden would point. I, I remember hearing, was it Lindsey Graham or Sean Hannity? They're both created from the same. I think mold, it was Lindsey like, Graham. Yeah, like Oryx or Urukai. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> where they, basically, like they're mocking the fact that we can't, we can't be racist. Look at our candidate, and then you look at the candidate, and he's every racist trope. That they right. think about black people. That's right. Which that's becomes especially insidious, like like abusive towards women, yep. can play ball, yep. not articulate, all yep. the tropes that they have. He's like, see, we and now and then they hold him up as a as a as a as a a monument to their non-racism. Right. It's Although like, I gotta wow, say, yo. Herschel Walker did speak up for the vampire community, and you know, you gotta give him props for that. He he did speak out about vampires and uh Way he to said go. some crazy shit. I don't even remember. <laughs> he said he said the craziest okay. stuff. It was like I can't believe how insane this guy was. Like he he could have been a stand up comedian. It was just insane. Except that he was serious. And I mean the same thing can go with Candace Owens. Like like there's yeah. a whole there's a whole market to be a black conservative content creator, and you know there's money there. Yeah. And she came from the other side. She was talking about systemic racism before. And At one point, yes, you can find clips of her. Yes, yeah, uh, on and the then right side. Totally flipped to where it's like now. Yeah, you could be if. I mean, if if you're a black conservative, like I would say at this point, like they're just clamoring to have yeah, they, they roll out the red carpet black, for you. or or women or any of those because because they have historically been like you know very yeah. white, yeah, <laughs> very exactly. white. So yeah, this this movie I think is a wonderful, um, you know, and 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 I think I was talking, Wendy and I were talking about it too. Like I think they could do a sequel. And I would actually because I was thinking like. You know, again, spoiler, and near the end of the movie, you know, Ken uh, has this, uh, goes through this whole process and then comes back around to basically realizing that he doesn't know who he is because um, he's no one without Barbie. 
And, um, and she kind of tells him, you know, you're Ken, you're whoever you want to be. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of, so I, I heard some, um, criticism. Yo, they're going to make film. a gay Ken and people are going to lose their shit on the right. If they make yeah, a yeah. Gay, Ken falls in love with Alan. Some shit. Yeah, there you go. Um, but no, but just like, I, I heard some criticism, some, someone, you know, on the, on the right, some conservative guy was saying that, um, yes, they emasculate Ken. And at the end of the movie, Ken is nobody and nothing about blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, 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 you don't exactly. understand. You don't, again, you're not getting it. Um, this is just the beginning of the liberation of this, uh, of this, uh, of this, um, gender that has been, um, oppressed and they're only just beginning to figure out who they are. And they're at the beginning stages, just like women were when they were suddenly given an opportunity to vote or to have a job that, you know, wasn't cooking and cleaning and making the bed and sandwiches and stuff. So, um, I think a second movie would be really interesting to maybe, maybe the next movie will be called Ken and maybe. it should be about Ken trying to basically figure out and, and recognizing too. I, th- this, I think this would be interesting uh, in, in a sequel to have him in the Barbie world have to kind of break the glass ceiling there because right. That's still a new thing. Like a lot, the Barbies could sort of stand in for the patriarchy <laughs> that would make it a matriarchy. And I think actually a movie like that, People like Ben Shapiro and other people would relate to they that would, more. They would like it and then they not realize like the irony. They wouldn't they, realize they, the irony. That's though. what I'm saying. They would like it. They'd like, yo, look at him struggling to overcome this. These, the oppression <laughs> like, of these women is like, yeah, but do you, you don't get you don't that get the it. oppression is you, asshole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I no, I love that. Yeah. I love the fact that oh, at the end of the movie, he doesn't know who he is and this and that. And yes. he's stripped of everything. Good. Because that's when you have the foundation where you can now, what do you want to do? Yeah, that's yeah. where you can start from like, OK, good. You need because all the stuff that you were defined by aren't real. They're not real. Yeah. And so, I heard, so go yeah. figure out who you want to be. That's perfect. That's the way it should have left him. Yeah. And I think actually, like for a lot of our listeners that can relate to it as well, um, I think Barbie in a way is a great metaphor for deconstruction. Right. Sure. Because Ken in that movie goes through this deconstruction process. Um, and at the end of it, God. he. Sorry. He had a false god. He had a false that, god. That's that, right. And now he's a, basically a, a floundering atheist. <laughs> yes, he had a religious system, or he had a system of thinking and being, an identity system. Yeah. That he that turns out to be that crumbles and turns out to be completely false. Mm-hmm. And now he's like, okay, but who am I now? And then that's mm-hmm. why I think the second movie will be great because it's basically the deconstruction of Ken, um, which a lot of us could really relate to. Right? We've gone through those kind of things too. Where I don't believe this. I don't. I don't believe that. What do I believe? Who am I? Where do I go from here? Yeah, exactly. And I think I, I've been there. I know a lot of people have been there. Uh, and and let, me just, let me also just say and put a caveat on everything because the right likes to not be nuanced. Um, there is nothing wrong with your gender right. or your sex lining up with the gender norms. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like if yeah. a woman is a stay-at-home mom and does those oh, things yeah. and wants to do those things. And the guy happens to make a lot of money in a, in a sure. heteronormative relationship. No one on the left, no progressive, no, no are shitting on those people. Let's no. not pretend like we're trying to, no one's trying to rewrite the thing and just flip gender norms to something else. Right. It's just saying we're leaving room for non typical traditional. Yeah. Uh, manifestations of your own family life or whatever. Yeah, we're giving people the freedom, right, to figure out who they are and be whoever they are. And what's mm-hmm. wrong with that? That's a good thing. 
it's a good thing for people to not have to conform to some rigid analog system um, yeah. to say, you know, but that's not who I am. I'm something else. I'm different, you know, and like, okay, great. Be who you are, be different, mm-hmm. be, be who exactly who you are. And if you don't know who that is, figure it out. And, and, and I think our job is to create a, a society and a culture where when people do figure out who they are, they are embraced and welcome and celebrated. They're not rejected and shunned and kicked out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And I think that's, that should be our goal. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know why it's so difficult. I, I just, I can't imagine living a life in such a way where I saw a movie like that and just had to, I got to have a big reaction to it. I got to, I got to go boycott. What's funny is I heard, I heard people on the right mad at Disney. Uh, Oh yeah. And I was like, y'all are so (laughs) dumb. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Disney's not Mattel. Disney did not. Yeah. That's yeah. I want to say too, also that like the really kind of cool is uh, Mattel who created Barbie. They actually, they're producers on this, on this, and even at the beginning, it even has the Mattel logo, right? Yeah, but they, they, I, I appreciated that they made fun of themselves. They made fun of themselves. Uh, they really do. That, that's that's Will Ferrell's whole thing is that he's supposed yeah. to be the CEO. And of course, yeah. it's all men. Everybody yeah. at Mattel is a man. There's no women. Yeah. So like, again, it's like, yeah, there's this, they're, they're poking fun at themselves, but they're kind of like telling on themselves too, I guess. I don't know in reality I if know. that is the real. I don't know if that is, there's no men at Mattel or women at Mattel, but. But, well, but if, if there maybe, isn't, then I mean, maybe they're making fun of the old Mattel. Maybe they, um, maybe they have changed. I have no yeah. idea. I have no idea if they changed. I have no idea. But if, if they, they make fun change, of themselves, how, yeah. How how brave is it? Like, let's say you did have a lot of women on your board, on your board, but you made a move. You're willing to make a movie that showed that you didn't. To yeah, sort no, of set yourself I, up I as this corporate thing. I would hope that that's what they did. And and if you really look at Mattel's leadership, it's not all men still. That they're, yeah, they're just. Or that the work conditions really are those cubicles. It looked like, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like the worst place to work ever. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I guess I appreciated that. Um, I did like, I liked the. Um, sorry if I'm forgetting her name. The creator of Barbie is that really who that was? Oh, it, or, Ruth Handler, I think is her name. Is that, yeah, that is that was that's really the her? God character? The, yeah, I think that's right. Her name. The God character. I liked the theology of that. It was. That was great. Um, I figured maybe Thomas J. Ord or Mark Harris would have comments on the. Um, the uncontrolling theology yes. in that God character. And I was like, oh, this seems, uh, you know, kind of the open theism sort of thing. Yeah, it was. It's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think people in deconstruction would really appreciate this movie if you can really follow the the metaphors. Um, because, yeah, there is a God character. It's the woman that created Barbie. Mm-hmm. And she shows up and, yeah, but she's not controlling. Mm-hmm. And she's affirming whatever Barbie wants to do, whatever. In fact, there's a beautiful scene again, spoiler. There's a beautiful scene where Barbie is thinking about becoming real, going to the real world permanently. And, and the God character, right. Um, first shows her a picture of what she's getting, letting herself in for the good and the bad of it. Mm-hmm. So she gets to make a true choice. Um, that God doesn't just lock her into that and say, Oh, you made your choice. That's it. It's like no, let's. I'm going to give you a chance. I'm going to let you, you let you change your mind if you want to, but no matter what you decide, it's good, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be okay. And I really love that. That was a wonderful part of it. Yeah, I like that. I did enjoy that that type of uh, theological metaphor. There, I appreciate yeah. that. 
Yeah. Um, let's see. What uh, final thoughts do I have about this movie? I know my my wife and my daughter liked it. Uh, I liked I liked it. My my daughter's big on women's rights, and so yeah. I like to poke fun <laughs> at her and make uh-huh. make jokes just to poke the bear. But you know, we're, we're again like this is kind of the world that the mindset we live in already. So I think yeah. even my wife and my daughter, nothing was like. They liked it, but I wouldn't say it was like truly groundbreaking because it's not it's not stuff we'd it's not something new for us. But if it's new for a lot of people, then great. The only thing I do worry about is there's there's gonna be a lot of misogynist people out there who are just getting broke up with their girlfriends at the same time. And I'm not right. saying it's the responsibility of women. I'm just pointing out an observation that there might be some angry assholes walking around the streets these days. Yeah. Hey, just real quick. Um, I just did a Google search um, on Mattel and the um, the demographics of men, men, the ratio of men to women. Uh-huh. And so the executive team at Mattel, here you go, is 43% female, 57% male. So not quite half. Okay, but- It's not like, bad, I guess. I'm going to guess better than a lot of corporations. Yes, so. and uh, the board of directors, now this is the board, not the executive team. The board of directors uh-huh. is five women- and six men. So again, not quite half, but that's a okay, I guess. Hey, I mean, it's, it's something. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's progress, I guess. Yeah. It's better than nothing. I have a, I have a hard time. Like it's always hard because you always have to be, you're always in your place in history, right? You're always, And unfairly or not, we're going to be judged by tomorrow's standards. And we judge people in the past by today's standards. And if, you know, we can't be too harsh on the past, although we should be harsh. And I hope that people aren't too harsh in the future, but they probably should be a little bit harsh, right? I mean, you have to find that balance. And so um, it's always hard to say, well, what it should be, what it shouldn't be. You know, we still have a lot of work to do. I'll just say that. There you go. And that's exactly right. It means we have not arrived. And even Mattel has work to do. Even Barbie has work to do. Well, I mean, if you looked at what's the, what's choir's leadership team? Two dudes. Let me check. Uh, Let's see. It's (laughs) two two men. Yeah. I can't. I mean. What am I going to do about that? I don't know. I want to fire myself. We can't afford to bring on a third partner. I mean, I mean, so, but. But these are the, but again, this is what the right thinks that progressives want. We have to go into literally micromanage everything to where it's 100% equal. And I don't think anyone right. trying to progress society is looking at that. We're looking at the bigger picture. What's the overall narrative? Right. The right would just say it's all equal, but they can, things when your head's buried in the sand, things look differently. Yeah, I will say though, in Choir's defense, we publish a lot of women. We've on purpose gone out of our way to champion women. When we just did that Awaken conference, I had way more women on the stage than I had men. That's what, that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. yeah. So we are we are trying to publish lots of, and people of color as well, um, you know, voices from the uh, LGBTQ community as well. And and and, and if, we're confront, if we're ever confronted, and we haven't been confronted on this, all we can say is just don't get defensive like that that'd be yeah, my we're doing our best like when we're, we're trying to change things fronts yeah. things on you like if if you can just don't be defensive be like yeah okay thank you for pointing that out like we're always trying to improve on that that's right and we haven't gotten it right 100 percent, and we're probably not going to get it right 100 percent of the time moving forward but we're always trying to do better 
We are trying Honestly. To. That's that's the important thing. We are it's actually not, trying yeah. to. We're not just yeah. saying it. We really yeah. are trying to go out of our way to do that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, I am an old white guy, but um, we are trying to publish less old white guys and um, and and to make room for more from for different voices like that. So that's our and hey, not only not only that, our diversity extends even to publishing people who aren't Christian at all. So dun, we're taking dun, the Christ dun. out of the Christian publishing. We got to make that a shirt just for us. Taking the Christ out of Christian publishing. Choir publishing. Taking the taking the Christ out of Christian publishing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I could. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Maybe they'll do a sequel of this movie. Um, I think they should. Like Ken, I, make I it make a should. Ken movie and show Ken's struggle to figure out who he is. And maybe you're right. That would be the twist. Ken finds out he's gay. That would be beautiful. I would, I, if I if that's in the trailer, I'm going to laugh so hard because sometimes it's just it's like watching a car crash when you watch the rights reaction to things. Oh, You're like, you oh, know, this is going to get good. If for no other reason, they should make it because they know they would piss because, those people off. Yeah, there was a um, as I was scrolling through Facebook, there was someone shared an Onion article about like a failing movie that changed the marketing to just be like woke and to get right wingers to talk right. about it, and that's how right. that's their and marketing ploy. It. I'm like, yeah, yes. that's. You know, you we, know got pro- we got projects in the works where it's like, yeah, we're just trying to. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. We can't talk about it, but we have a project in the works. Then the, the, like the marketing plan is to piss off as many conservatives as possible, and then that will launch it. You're just being divisive. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's like, I hate that. I hate that thing. Like, oh, it's just being divisive. Everything can just be seen as divisive, like where you can't say anything anymore again. Right. No, no but you're right, though. There, that That is kind of a marketing thing. Like, um, that whole Sound of Freedom movie, right? Mm-hmm. The that Christian horrible Christian movie. Um, you see it? Like, notice no, and I don't plan to. Um, the way, the way though, the Christian you know marketing thing is marketing that film is to basically uh, stir up fake outrage from the progressive community, right? Or the, or the mm-hmm. Hollywood. Hollywood doesn't want you to see this movie. Um, the movie Hollywood wouldn't make, right? It's a message that you know that that exposes the corruption in Hollywood and stuff. And it's like, no, it's, that's not, it's all bullshit. That has nothing to do with anything, but they want, but their audience, right. Conservatives need to believe that it's some subversive film that that's, that's going against the grain of Hollywood and exposing Hollywood corruption and all this stuff with child, you know, sex trafficking or whatever. Um, And that's why, because it's all tied into the QAnon bullshit. Right. Uh So that, that is absolutely part of their marketing and it's all hype. It's all bullshit. Like, I, th- I think I just saw today they said something like it's made $1.5 million. I'm like, yeah, I think, I think um, Barbie it made, made $1.5 million the first weekend. Like 1.5 million. I think it made 1.5 million the first 30 seconds. That's what I'm saying. More than that. It made more yeah. than 1.5 million the first weekend. Oh, well, yeah. This Barbie thing's been out for like what a month and it's been on like 60 screens or something. Uh, Bar- yeah. According to, is this Axios? Um, yeah. Uh, 775 million globally, 775 million. So it's approaching a billion dollars here. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Go woke, go broke. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think so. Jeez Louise. So anyway, it's a, it's a great film. If you haven't seen it, we spoiled all the best parts, but go see it anyway. It's really good. At this point, my, it's made 700 something million, million dollars. Um, I imagine you probably have seen it by now. So some of you have seen it for sure. Yeah. Or some of you've seen it a lot of times in a row. Yeah, it was good. Um, and I'll, I'll be honest. I I know you didn't like it as much, but I, I think uh, before I saw Barbie, I was complaining as a film lover 
that so far the year's half over and there have not been a lot of great films. Like last year at this time, there were already like six or seven films that I thought these films are amazing. And so far this year, maybe one or two films I thought were really great films and everything else has been very disappointing to me. And when I saw Barbie, I came out of that movie and I said, I think that's the best film of the year. Uh, the best movie I've seen all year. And maybe it should, it should be like in a, maybe it should be even higher than that. You know, like not just this year, but maybe in the last couple of, maybe last decade or so. I thought it was just really, really great. Yeah. And well, I didn't, I'd give it, I'd give it a, you know, out of 10, I'd give it a seven, seven okay. and a half. For sure. It's not, that's that's not bad. I liked it. Yeah. Okay. So I, I was yeah. entertained by it. I would give it an, a nine. A nine. It's a solid yeah. nine. Solid nine. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Um, I guess we can't we can't leave yet without talking about the latest indictment. So do you want to throw that on at the end? Because Donald Trump oh. was indicted. I thought that was what? Something. You mean, but he's already been indicted twice. He he can't be indicted yeah. a third time. Well, he can, and he's probably gonna get a fourth and maybe a fifth. Oh man. Wow. What a bummer. Well, I guess that means he can't be president now. Oh wait. He's still leading in the in the conservative it's, polls. This right is what right. is so insane to me, dude. What has this world become? I'm telling you, in my day, I have seen so many politicians have the most minor controversies, right? Oh, he's having an affair with uh, you know, with no, you one know of the his best one. Remember, remember Remember Tangate with Obama? He wore yes, a tan suit. He wore a tan suit. Oh my gosh, everybody lost their shit. But with with Trump, I mean, dude, the insurrection, the election tampering, the 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 call to Ukraine. The- you know what's so funny about the whole thing is there's so many conspiracy theorists on the right. Yeah. And then you and then they got their board and they got their yeah. their lines that they connect and all this and this. Sure. And then you've got like, okay. Here's an actual conspiracy, like the indictment. Did you read the indictment? I've read some of it. 45 pages laid out of like oh, yeah. brilliant. Con- here's how an actual conspiracy is constructed. That's right. And they're like, nope. They're like, wait, no, you're the conspiracy theorists. Here's the conspiracy. Here's what a conspiracy looks like mm-hmm. when it's fleshed out. Not your bullshit YouTube videos that you make. No, here's an actual conspiracy and you want to say it's not a conspiracy. Right. But you're the conspiracy theorist. You should recognize it, right? No, the irony right. again. Yeah. And then it's the same exact thing. Like it's it's this tri- political tribalism, dude. It's like, you know, all these people freaking out on the conservative side about Hunter Biden. And oh, this, the, the son of the president did broke some laws and did something unethical. Yeah, so if that kind of thing upsets you, you must be really pissed about Ivanka and Jared because they made like a hundred million dollars while they were like. You know who's prosecuting Hunter Biden right now? You know who's prosecuting Hunter Biden? Hmm. Joe Biden's DOJ. Yes, his own Department of Justice. Exactly. Yes. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Yeah. For one, Hunter doesn't even work for the government. No, he doesn't. For two, he's being prosecuted by by Biden's DOJ. That's right. So don't I, I I'm done with it's, the both sides. Of, I know both I know it, it, it's totally bullshit. Because we're not we're not those of us. I did vote for Biden last time, and I'll vote for him this time if if I must. Yeah, but I'd rather he didn't. I, I'm not a Democrat. I'll probably never be a Democrat. Yeah, me. And I'm not a Republican, and I'll definitely never be a Republican. <laughs> so don't like. I just don't like that. It seems like a lot of people on the right think that we think the same as them, and we don't. 
Right. Like we don't care about our politicians like you guys care about Trump. We don't. No, I'm not I'd, waving I'd, a I'm Biden not, flag no. out of, off the back of my car. I've never supported Biden the way you guys support Trump. And I think there's probably a couple hundred candidates who might be better. And <laughs> like I gotta I'm say, just, if, if it came out today that that Biden and we had evidence and was proven. Indict him. That that Biden stole secrets, tried indict to sell him. them to another. Yes. Or indict or him. or Interfered with the election. Yes, indict put him in jail. No, 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 no. Indict him because we have due process, and this is what. Oh, that's true. Forget. You're right. We don't we want to lock her go ahead up. And, that's lock right. Lock her up. What about due process, bitch? That's like, right. You're right. Do we not right. have a constitution anymore? Indict him. Let's have a trial. Indict Make him, it public. Put it on television. Do the whole thing. And if he's Ooh. guilty, put him away. Put him and, away. And, and, last... and I won't have a problem. No problem nope. with that. Not a problem at all. No. Nope. As long as it's a fair and free election. I mean, trial. That's right. Same with, same with Trump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same exactly. with Trump. So again, we're not different. We're not the same. Don't think of us True. as the same. True. So that's my last. I just want, I just had thought I had to mention the indictment because that was the big one. That was the J six. That yeah, was the big one. That's the one that I've been waiting for because that's the most obvious thing. Like, what's funny too is like all those all those conservative politicians. The day it happened, right? The remember the evening after it happened, and mm -hmm. they all went on camera, and even the conservatives were flat out saying that Donald Trump had done this and that he should be held accountable. And this was unacceptable. Like they all were super critical about Trump. His, his, the fact that he created the problem, that he didn't act to solve the problem. They put the blame square on him. Everybody knew, no question, who do we blame? It was Trump. Mm -hmm. And then like a week later, those guys changed their tune and they're like, well, we don't really know what started it. And maybe it was a conspiracy and like, yeah, bullshit. When your life was in, in in danger and you thought you were going to die, you knew exactly who did this. Mm -hmm. In fact, you knew you were calling him on his cell phone, begging him to change to do something. Why were you calling him? Because you knew mm -hmm. it was his plan and he was doing it. So yeah, it's the most obvious thing to everybody except Trump supporters. Who is to blame for that whole thing? Yeah, we're all to blame because we have a system in which Trump can get. Uh, power. Unfortunately, did he have that kind of? And control? and I'll say with the conspiracy theories and stuff, we have a system in which like it breeds. We have done some sh shady shit. Our government. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it like it leaves room for people to think that there are some grand conspiracies that aren't real. So I agree. Yeah, that is true. Unfortunately. So anyway, the takeaway is: I wonder how many times he'll be indicted, and uh, well, will it be stick. more? Will it be more? Than the times that you watch Barbie, what's the uh, what's the bet? Do you think you'll watch Barbie more than Trump gets indicted? Um, I like the movie, but I probably won't watch it as many times as he's going to be indicted. But I, <laughs> but the, what I'm afraid of is that I have watched it more times than he'll actually be convicted. That's my fear too. That would be unfortunate because that would, yeah, that would. Be I gotta say too, though, uh, if he does skate by this and he doesn't get convicted like and he doesn't go to charges. jail um and he becomes the president again i am not kidding dude i am not going to stay in this country because i i'm afraid it's going to turn into the handmaid's tale once if he, that guy gets power executive power again he is going to become a dictator he is going to go after his enemies he is going to put people on death row for things they've said against him or things they've done he didn't like I'm mm -hmm. telling you, dude, it's going to be Hitler all over again. I totally believe that. I don't think that's a conspiracy. I think if you even go back and look at the rise of Hitler, Hitler had a very similar track. He had sure. power for a time. He was taken out of power. He was thrown in jail, right? He wrote a book, Mein Kampf. 
He got out. He became, they made him chancellor right again. And then when he got in power the second time is when he took, he took full power and went after his enemies and gave himself full power, got rid of the Congress and all that stuff. And I'm afraid like we're following that same pattern right now. We are at the stage where um, he's either going to be put in jail or he's going to be made, he's going to be given power, executive power again. And I think that's going to be a bad, bad idea. Yeah, obviously. I, I think the only thing that saves us is um, states. So you have like. But you still have what, like, you know, a bunch of states you, that would go red and would, and would oh, be yeah. like all the way with him. They're like, yes, that's right. 100%. Whatever Trump wants to do. Yeah, but, yeah, let's, gonna, but if it turns into that, what does California do? Like we have like the eighth largest GDP in the world. Yeah, but or do we just do we just go along with it with all of our progressive policies? We just say, well, fuck it, Trump's in charge now. Yeah, but so then what you're talking about is a civil war. You're talking about uh, not a United States anymore. We're talking sure. like we're going to totally yeah. have a split. Then that's what I'm saying. That the Handmaid's Tale, America is read, read, you know, divided. That's um, fine. Fuck all y'all. If it's just Cal- if California was its own country, fine, I, we'd be fine. Well, wait till I move back there, and then you can do that. Well, yeah, you'd have to because all you get, you wouldn't get any of our subsidized money anymore. We subsidize right. all the red states. Oh, I know with our economy. Yeah, so I, fucking have when when all that when you hear all those conservative states like we want to secede, have at it, motherfuckers, because you ain't getting our money anymore. You ain't That's getting right. shit from us. That's right. What's what's Mississippi's GDP? Uh, like about not California's. <laughs> <laughs> it's not ours. So yeah. I'm empath- I'm empathetic, but y'all want to leave. Bye. Yeah, dude. Bye, Felicia. Good luck. Yeah. No, I think we are. I've said it for a while. I think we we are very reminiscent of late 30s Germany. Yep. Mid to late 30s Germany. And that's kind of a scary place to be. Very scary place. What anyway, country go are you going to, to Barbie. Uh, I'm going to Barbie land. Where are you moving to? <laughs> I would love to move to Barbie land. That'd be great. Would you? I, I do beach. Hey, uh, hey I'm that not sounds gonna, great to me. I, honestly, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. If my job was just beach, I'd be... Uh, my my job is just forest. Cool. Yes. Just hang out in the forest yeah, all day. Hat, wear a hat, hang out in the forest. Yeah. I'm good. What's your job, Ken? I'm forest. <laughs> I'm cool. beach. Yeah. Y'all can have the Supreme Court. You could be the president. I'm doing shit. <laughs> 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 yeah, go see the go see the film and then I guess go see Oppenheimer. I, I have to see that too. Oh yeah, that's really good. Yeah. If I have I 19 like hours to sit down and watch. How long is that motherfucker? Three hours. Three? But Three again, hours? And it it goes, it's it's relentless. It's It starts and it doesn't slow down for the whole three hours. And so it feels like two. It doesn't it seems like a very depressing movie in which we know it's the not, end of. It's, it's not, not. Well, no. I wouldn't say it's depressing. It doesn't, it's moving. It's profound. It's thought provoking. Mm-hmm. Um, right. It's it's very good. Right. Um, I'll, get on, I'll get on that one next. Yeah. I thought that was good. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. Rate and review. Go listen to all the other Choircast podcasts and be on the lookout for all the good shit that Choir is bringing to your front door digitally. Support our advertisers. Go to Risen. Support our advertisers. Get get Risen and Solomon's Choice. Discreet shipping. Yep. Undiscreet shipping. We'll put it on blast. (laughs) Comes in in a bright blue box. (laughs) All right. Love you all. Talk to you later. Take care.